one of the cries of the world right now in the mental mm-hmm. health crisis, and a lot of that being in anxiety, mm-hmm. um, is being so unsettled in identity yeah. and story. And the only way that a world that doesn't have language like we're using mm-hmm. about identity and who you are in Christ yeah. and mm-hmm. your purpose is to say, I'm having a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, when we hear that, I do think we should process it from a discipleship standpoint yeah. of it is the cry of the world to know the peace of Jesus, to know these things. Hey, everybody. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Lindsay. Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where our goal is to help you engage your faith outside of Sunday morning. We are in the continuing in our series in the Pure Gospel, the Book of Romans. And today joining us is Chris Payne. Welcome, Chris. We're so glad to have yeah, you with thank us. Thank you guys for having Chris, me. Glad you're here. Been so, watching and listening to the podcast. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful to be a part of it today. Glad to have you here as we continue yeah. through Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, you this week, we are, we've, we've been in this first three chapters, mm-hmm. and it's been bad news. Yeah. Uh, it has been bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to listen to it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, I think you started with, the daily news mm-hmm. poll in 1905 yeah. mm-hmm. with, you know, what's wrong with the world. Mm-hmm. And I love GK Chesterton's response. What's wrong with the world? I am yeah. mm-hmm. like, um, you know, what drew you to Romans for us as a church yeah. to walk through this? What drew, like when you think about this, what's, mm-hmm. what was the goal behind it for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great question. I, mm-hmm. um, I shared a little bit, but my mom actually came to know Jesus through a study of Romans. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, yeah cool. and I've actually got, I should have brought it like uh, her old study that she went through yeah. and it was a neighborhood group that invited her. And I know you guys like, that's mm. what you live mm-hmm. and, and breathe is getting people into circles. Um, and that's what happened. And she studied mm-hmm. Romans. And so I've always wanted to preach through Romans. I've probably been intimidated to do it mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like it was the right time for us as a mm-hmm. church to do it. And um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Well, I, I, I think it's one of those books that mm-hmm. is so important, mm-hmm. but, and I'm grateful that we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for our community groups to sit in it together, like mm-hmm. for our congregation to yeah. walk through this because mm-hmm. it is so, uh, so important. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I forget who said it, but they, they kind of framed it as like the constitution mm-hmm. of our faith. So like, if the declaration mm. were, were the gospels, mm. then Romans is sort of like the construct mm. that holds it all together and, and helps us to live in freedom. And back to that quote, actually someone mm. sent it to me. I didn't have it in my original sermon notes. Mm. It was a Saturday night ad. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'd heard that quote before, but I just didn't think mm. about it. And the more I sat with it and woke up Sunday morning, I was like, that that's Romans 1 through 3. Yeah. Because Paul's trying to get everybody to that place where it starts with them. You know, it's that mm. old him like it's me standing in the need of grace like mm-hmm. and I think Paul's trying to get it instead of pointing fingers at other people in the congregation or outsiders or whatever to say it has to start with me and you know he picks up on that in his letter to mm-hmm. Timothy where he says you know here's a trustworthy saying that you know all of us are sinners of which I'm the chief among mm-hmm. them so mm-hmm. Paul yeah. had gotten himself to this place where mm-hmm. I think he had a similar answer mm-hmm. that what's wrong with the world mm-hmm well, let me start with me. Mm-hmm. Like, let me draw a circle mm-hmm. around myself. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, there are other problems and things wrong in the world, but um, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would happen if we all started with us? Imagine, yeah. That reminds me of a quote, um, and I probably shouldn't say it without knowing like the full quote, but I'm paraphrasing it. But Billy Graham said something similar after the Columbine shootings. And I remember reading an article 
where people are like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Like what happened? And they're, they're trying to go through all the scenarios, all the pieces, mm -hmm. video games, bullying, you know, all of these. And I remember Billy Graham quoted like Genesis, the fall, you know, yeah. and he's like, this is why it's like our brokenness and our sin. Yes. And I, it's similar. And, um, I connected a lot with this quote of like, this is what's wrong with the world, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and the sin and brokenness, you and me. And, mm -hmm. um, I love that instead of kind of searching for these earthly answers, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just, I mean, maybe I'm the only one, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's really easy to hide behind levels or degrees of brokenness and yeah, lostness or, or even evil. Mm -hmm. Um, and then begin to compare and contrast. Yeah. And certainly, consequentially, there are different results. Right. Um, we would all agree Absolutely. with that. Um, but the point is that yeah. there's a brokenness in my heart. There's something that's not right with mm. me. Yeah, and good. starting in that place. And I think that's, you know, as we get into pure gospel, I know it's been a journey mm -hmm. the last month yeah. to explore and sort of like plumb the depths of brokenness. Mm. Um, but it's all leading yeah. to you know, the glory of the gospel. And as we've talked about before, you know, you can't know how good the good news is yeah. until you know how bad the bad news mm -hmm. is. And this was a, a little bit of a revelation for me that mm -hmm. the bad news actually isn't separate from the good news. Good. That the yeah. bad news of my brokenness and our brokenness is a part of the good news. You did say that. This, you did that, say that on Sunday. And I think when you said that, I was like, oh, wait. I've always kind of separated the two and like make mm. in a math equation, like separating them. You have this, you have the bad news, then you have the good news, you yeah. know, they have the truth. And then, then mm. you get, you understand the gospel, like, mm -hmm. but it's not that. And yeah. that was that you have to know the bad. Yeah. That was a, uh, I mean, just, I mean, every time we study the scriptures yeah. and I know that's sort of the aim of mm. this podcast is to explore different mm -hmm. things that are happening in the church and the sermon and yeah. just go deeper and just, I mean, I think you just keep exploring mm -hmm. and plumbing and um, that was something for me. And there was a quote, we're going to be the, hey, there was somebody said this, but we can't remember this morning, but it, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, it was in the Keller commentary mm -hmm. and it was a, a pastor that said, I, I, I want to hold two things, my own vileness mm -hmm. and the glory yeah. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I found that I have to hold them together. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of where it clicked for me yeah. of, yeah, I can't really see the glory of Jesus if I'm not also holding yeah. the brokenness of myself. Yeah. Right. That's good. Right. And I think that's where yeah. we, I'm sorry, Lindsay, no, but I no, think no, that's no. where Go. we get into like, well, Jesus was a good teacher. He was a moralist. Mm. Um, he was, you know, mm. a, an example for, I mean, and, and he was all those things, but primarily he was our rescuer and mm -hmm. savior. And, and I can't really accept him or see him that way unless mm -hmm. I know I'm drowning. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, it reminds me a lot. I really resonate with this. And when you keep saying like, you don't know the good news until you know the bad news. Cause that's a lot of my story, you know, growing up in the church, I just like, I knew all of the, you know, I would, I was religious, mm -hmm. you know, if you like kind of use that language, but just knew all the right answers, knew who God was and knew who he was in my life. Um, but I didn't know like my need for a savior. I did not know that I yeah. needed him mm -hmm. and I was, I was good, you know, and mm -hmm. I was, it was the things I was doing, my actions and my performance was good enough. And it wasn't until in a Bible study after college, um, with some dear friends of mine, it like, it clicked for me. I was like, Oh, I am broken in need of a savior. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And it's like, you hear something 100 times and the 101st time you're like, Oh my goodness. Like right. I need Christ. And this is the level through which I need him. So mm -hmm. I didn't understand the bad news, you know, cause I was yeah. good, you know? And, um, so once I understood 
the bad news, I understood the good news even greater than I ever have. And that was like when I was like 23 years old. I was like, okay, now I'm, you know, now I'm yeah. in. So, mm-hmm. and I think I, I would say um, mm-hmm. I had a similar experience, but I also would say I add to it that when I have conversations with folks that are ahead of me in the journey, and they are in their se- like 70s and 80s, and they talk mm-hmm. about their own sin and how they can't, they long to see Jesus and to be mm-hmm. done with it. Mm-hmm. And, and like when they get teary just talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how much they're ready to see Jesus, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. it, helps, it, it helps me go, this isn't going away. Yeah. And I think in our, I think culturally, we want good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, everybody be good and we'll be fine. And it's like, Good doesn't mm. get us no. to the gospel. Good doesn't get us to surrender. Mm-hmm. The reality is we are broken, and yeah. it is me, mm-hmm. and I am the one that I have to deal with first, mm-hmm. and yes. I need I need Jesus' blood to cover my sins because in mm-hmm. and of myself, I cannot. Mm-hmm. I cannot work my way to salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, we've, we, we want good so much, we want peace so much that mm-hmm. we just cover mm-hmm. the bad up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sound like Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, I did that. Did go through my mind on Sunday when you um, said I am. So all roads lead back to yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look that song up. If you don't know it. <laughs> Antihero. There you go. Um, Chris, we were talking about the preaching of the hard truth. Mm-hmm. What, how's that impacted you, like in this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, kind of back to hard, another way to say it would be, you know, the, the bad news. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we, I'll speak for myself. I think that I want in my life to fast forward to the, to the good part, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's in a song or a movie or whatever, let's just get to the good part Mm -hmm. and realizing that actually it's one narrative together and Mm -hmm. you can't really know, um, the glory of the gospel and the good parts, um, unless you sit in, Mm the icky stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think as I get older, um, the longer that I do this, the more I recognize that of um, actually what really sticks mm-hmm. is the, um, the idea that there are no shortcuts to spiritual mm-hmm. maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no shortcuts to getting to the good. You've got mm-hmm. to, to sit in the valley of the shadow of death um, to know the shepherd is with you mm-hmm. um, and know how, how good the glory of the gospel mm-hmm. is. So as difficult yeah. as it is, you know, and, and and believe me, like I f- I feel it too, you know, just the the weight of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, mm-hmm. connecting it every week to the gospel, to me, I walk away yeah. going, man, I'm so grateful, mm-hmm. you know, for Jesus and um, for the whole story, because I do think we we tend to probably read and act and preach mm-hmm. and vignettes and, and little yeah. pieces and, mm-hmm. and we, we tend to gravitate towards mm. the like with a you know our show or whatever our favorite episode or our favorite yeah. mm-hmm. and forget that all of these things led up to you know um, these moments right mm. that's good you suffer th- yep. you, you can't get to the mm. good until you walk through the hard yeah mm. and mm. it's it's that's the reality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you know for Paul obviously all of this was in context it was written yeah. to real people they're going through real problems um, and he spends 17 verses at the front introducing himself in the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does give a, an understanding, but then he goes right into this section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he just knew that, and these were all Christians. Right. And I think he had to remind them um, just of the basics of the gospel, coming back to, hey, you're, you're not better than, mm-hmm. and the only way for you to experience unity together is to, to be united again with Christ mm-hmm. and his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, 
of course, Easter and resurrection is the high mark of our faith, but you know, death and burial is a part of that. There is mm-hmm. a Friday, there is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we do want to mm-hmm. fast forward to Sunday. Yeah. Um, but all of that's a part of the resurrection story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. an important part. Yeah. yeah. An important part. I think, I mean, I've said this on different episodes, but I, my brain is so black and white and I think I have a hard time and maybe everybody does, but I'll speak for myself, holding two things that feel opposite at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, and even when I'm walking through like grief, also being hopeful, you know, like yeah. those are just, that's just hard mm-hmm. for my soul or my, my brain is just very black and white. And so I love this, this idea of you're like, this is one narrative. Like yeah. right now my brain's like, that is very mm-hmm. hopeful. And that's mm-hmm. the way we are meant to live and orient and focus our eyes yes. on. It's th- that's the gospel. That's the gospel. Yeah. And, and we, I can't that's remember good. what message it was, but we talked a little bit about polarities Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yep. and just how we as people yes. tend to think in polarities. Yeah. I don't think it's just you. Okay. Good. Um, good. <laughs> and act in polarities and yeah. how God can hold multiple things, things. at once. He yes. can be in yes. staunch opposition to evil, which is, you know, what his judgment against brokenness yeah. is, is his opposition to evil yeah. and also be holding right. out grace mm, and redemption at the same time, yeah, which good. is difficult for us yeah. to I to know. wrap our heads around. Yeah. I struggle with attention. Like yeah. that's that's it. Like I don't want to sit and I want to sit in one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if I'm in grief, I'm in grief. I, mm-hmm. Joy is hard in the midst of grief. Mm-hmm. But but hope and hope is hard. But they're both they're both together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're 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 train tracks. They mm-hmm. don't separate. Mm-hmm. They they stay that's right. they mm-hmm. stay together. That's and right. I think that the reality of going, okay, so I can think of that about grief. Yeah. Now I have to train my brain to think mm-hmm. about that with bad news, the evil mm-hmm. and the, like, to get to the gospel, yeah. we got to stay mm-hmm. aware of, mm-hmm. of me, like mm-hmm. uh, not, not focused totally. on me, but mm-hmm. cause it's not about me. It's yeah. about me and surrender to Christ. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think, you know, I, <laughs> look, I mean, there's so many things in the world right now mm-hmm. where, that pull us in yeah. to, to, to different sides. And I think, you know, oh, when good. you were talking to Suzanne, I was just thinking about Joshua five, our, mm-hmm. our staff has mm-hmm. been, yeah kind of praying through Joshua and when in Joshua five, where the angel of the Lord appears to him and Joshua immediately goes to polarity. Are you for us? Or are you against us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and the angel yeah. says, neither, neither. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. for God. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to get pulled into your construct right. of, you know, um, red or blue or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a mind-bending concept for us, even when it comes to grace and sin and bad news, good news of, um, you know, God's always for his purposes and plans. Right. And it, it doesn't, as much as I would like it to, fit neatly into my boxes. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, and in, in line with that, <clears throat> in moving at our boxes, um, yeah. Romans 3, 9 talks about all people. So yeah. it says, well, then should we conclude that mm. we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles are under the power of sin. Mm. Um, it, it's going right at this mm-hmm. verse says it. Um, yeah. um, why do you think we struggle to accept this statement? Why is this hard for us? Like, because I don't think we really believe in our heart of hearts that we're in that word, little word there, three-letter word, all. <laughs> and we joke <laughs> about it. Us, it was, right? one, yeah. it was mm-hmm. you know, uh, I had a seminary professor that used to say that all the time. You guys probably get tired of me saying it, but the all means all, and that's all all means. Mm-hmm. And every time we would come to that word, he would say, what does all mean? Everybody would say it back. Um, 
And I think the reason why is because, you know, Paul could have said, shown that people, whether Jew or Gentile, yeah. but he uses that word all. And I think it is, you know, yeah. him saying, including you, including yeah. me, back to G.K. Chesterton, you know, yes. what's wrong with the world, yeah. me. Yeah. And until I can get to that place, I don't think I really understand mm-hmm. Romans 3, 9. And then if I don't, it's almost like he anticipates, maybe you don't believe me. Mm-hmm. And then that's what 10 through 18 is for. Like, mm-hmm. let me just show you <laughs> yeah. all the ways that this has affected, mm-hmm. you know, you. Yeah. yeah. And, and you mentioned, too, that, that understanding how that impacts our identity. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the sin controls us to a level that it yes. makes us think that we are something that we're not. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and it's a word that I think probably for the rest of our time here at New City mm-hmm. together will be a focus because um, identity is such a struggle yeah. um, right now culturally. Yeah. And it always has been to a degree, but I think um, there's truth, and, and Tim Keller talks about this, that when he planted Redeemer in Manhattan, mm-hmm. his focus and every message was idolatry. Yeah. Um, so it was, I'm chasing the role in the movie. I'm, you know, I'm an artist trying to make it. I'm trying to, I'm, a, I'm somebody on Wall Street trying to get to this level of mm-hmm. s- sales or whatever. And certainly that's still a part mm-hmm. of, of what we chase. I mean, but he was saying if I was planting Redeemer now, um, I would focus every message on identity mm. because just generationally, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's become our struggle. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, to our, to our text here, mm-hmm. you know, Paul is really calling out identity mm-hmm. and where are you finding your identity as a Jew, as a Gentile, mm-hmm. thinking that you're in the 51%, not the 49%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can just see mm-hmm. like whatever I believe about myself, you know, yeah. believe about God, believe about other people just begins to affect. Yeah all of my behaviors. And we Mm -hmm. talk about this, that, you know, Christianity, I know sometimes it might feel this way, but Christianity is not a behavior modification program. Right now, obviously like fully devoted, um, you know, followership of Jesus should change our behaviors, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't start from the outside in. it starts from the inside out. Mm -hmm. It's a transformation that leads to an outward transformation. And Mm -hmm. when we confuse that, we get into religiosity and moralism, which is, to me, one of the most dangerous things mm-hmm. because you co- you cover it with a veneer of I'm, but I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that can inoculate mm-hmm. you to grace yeah. and your need. You know. So I think he's painfully. I don't care yeah. who you are. Yeah. Um, you you need Jesus. Yeah. Why do you think you just mentioned this? But why do you think identity is such a struggle for this generation or for us today? I think. I mean. Wow. Um, Right offhand, I think it's because we have so much access to other people's stories, which can be a a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But when I'm bombarded with other people's identities, um, when I'm bombarded with stories, you know, pictures, whatever, and I'm I'm just living all these different, you know, uh, identities and stories or or longing for different identities. Um, And I think that, you know, yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. I don't want to just say, oh, it's social media. Um, that's the that's that's the problem with everything. It's not, <laughs> yeah. but I do think um, our brains. You know, we talk about this in crisis and trauma. Um, even as a chaplain, you know, that our brains and our bodies are only meant to absorb so much. That's and good. you know, when you're even right now in our mm-hmm. current state of the world, when you're, you know, watching the news and your news feed, mm-hmm. uh, two, three, four, five, six hours a night, you're it actually your brain can't handle it. Yeah. Um, and so I do think it's something to, yeah. to pay attention to. I, Absolutely. I don't think there's a silver bullet answer, yeah. but I do think that Good. when you're living in so many other people's worlds yeah. through through images and it's pictures and word. stories, uh, I think it, mm-hmm. it, 
I don't know that it allows you to be settled in your story. That's good. That's good right? I think when, yeah. you, when we think about <clears throat> spiritual formation, we talk about the importance of sitting in mm-hmm. silence and solitude. Mm-hmm. And when we're bombarded with mm-hmm. images constantly, that was not the case Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. I mean, you, you could you watch... You had one image mm-hmm. yeah. on, in the morning when you mm-hmm. got the paper. Right. Yep. You had an image of an event, and then the rest of... Then you would get a little bit in the nightly news, mm-hmm. and then that was it for the day, and you yeah. waited mm-hmm. for the next day. Mm-hmm. If you don't sleep, you could continually have something in front of you, and it... Always. The yeah. body... When when you think about the book, reading the book, the body keeps score. Mm-hmm. Like... <clears throat> what the trauma does Mm -hmm. when you're in it, but now we've brought the images to everyone constantly. Mm -hmm. And so between comparing yourself to others Mm -hmm. to too Mm -hmm. much of traumatic scenes, Mm -hmm. what is that Mm -hmm. causing us to quiet, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure we could talk about this for a long time (laughs) and we should, but um, I mean, I think identity is at the root of a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And you know, certainly, and you guys have heard me talk about the, the cry, one of the cries of the world right now in the mental mm-hmm. health crisis, and a lot of that being in anxiety, mm-hmm. um, is being so unsettled in identity yeah. and story. And um, certainly there's significant clinical diagnoses that come with that. But for the most part, a lot of people, you know, struggle with being able to process that mm-hmm. level of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's so disturbing to them in their body and their mm-hmm. body and their mind, their spirit does keep mm-hmm. score. Yeah. Um, and good. it presents itself in anxiety. And the only way that a world that doesn't have language like we're using mm-hmm. about identity and who you are in Christ yeah. and mm-hmm. your purpose is to say, I'm having a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, when That's we good. hear that, I do think we should process it from a discipleship standpoint yeah. of it is the cry of the world to know the peace of Jesus, to know these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should fill our hearts with, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of compassion, but also how can we, yeah. how can we address that with a true story? It's good. Amen. That's really good. Thank you. I think mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate us talking about that because I think yeah. that is part of this. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you and Gabe both talked about <clears throat> the postures. Oh, right. postures yeah. in yeah. Um, for Gentiles mm-hmm. with their arms crossed, mm-hmm. the postures for um, Jews with the ready to fight because they, they know they're right. They've got the law and they've, they've done it. And then, but our posture is not to be in either one of those. Yeah. Like how do we, how do we get to this? So how would you impact this for us? How do we shift our thinking to get to open hands? Mm-hmm. Whether we are, you know, I'm free. I don't, why, why, why would I, why do I need you to be yeah. part of me? Why do I need to be part of what's going on? You know, I've actually got it, so you don't need to tell me anything else. Yeah. How do we How do we get to open hands? Mm-hmm. Boy, if I had an answer to that. Um, <laughs> tell us. I mean, can I just share my story? Yeah, please. Um, Thank you. I would say, you know, just in general, the way that God has opened my hands and continues to is storms. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we talk about this a lot, that like God mm-hmm. sends rain or allows rain to soften the soil. Um, and it's not pleasant, you know, and it's, it's scary in storms, um, whether it's financial or relational or, you know, whatever storm might be in your life. But I do think, I'm not saying that God causes the storms, but I am saying, I I, I think God allows them in our lives to surrender Mm -hmm. and to realize Mm -hmm. we don't have control. We'd like to think we have control Mm -hmm. over our children, you know, our families, Mm -hmm. um, our friends, our job, but the truth is that we have very little control. And um, even in our world right now, you know, two weeks ago, we weren't talking about the conversations that we're talking about right now. 
Um, and it's amazing how quickly things, you know, change, how fragile, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. you know, humanity is. Yeah. Um, so, Suzanne, I'm sure there's a lot of ways, I mean, including mm -hmm. reading the scriptures like this, right. Right. hearing sermons like this. I think God uses them, but I think mm -hmm. in my experience, and I, I wish I could say it's a one-time thing, but mm -hmm. the truth is that your hands get open and they immediately start mm -hmm. to, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, or, and I go back and forth, but I think getting back to this posture mm -hmm. is getting back to of, while I have very little control um, and I have to trust the Lord, I have to continue to pry my hands open. And I, I really think the first three chapters of Romans is Paul, yeah. with the help of the Spirit, you know, prying hands open to receive yeah. Romans 3.21 and after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's so much to... Um, I had a... Uh, in a spiritual formation class, we were talking mm -hmm. through how, what's the posture that you sit in in prayer. And one of the things that we talked about is sitting with your hands open. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. Um, yeah. And as you were talking, that came to my mind. Like, that's mm -hmm. why a lot of times when I sit to pray, I will yeah. open my hands. And that is exactly why. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not, I'm releasing what is really good. in yeah, my good. life and what, what I'm trying to hold on to. And it's, so mm -hmm. I can receive. It's a great mm -hmm. practical cue. Yeah. And, you know, if you attend a New City congregation, a lot of times we'll end our services mm -hmm. with an open hand. And that's part of why, you know, mm -hmm. it's because you're you're able to give the yeah. Lord um, in this posture, but of course receive. Yeah, right. That's good. And I do think there's so much to be said about the storms. Like we yeah. could do a whole nother podcast yeah, on mm -hmm. the continuation yeah. of what that looks like yeah. and yeah. how God uses that. It's mm -hmm. a good little, like, I think, follow up, mm -hmm. like maybe one little practical thing out of this would yeah. be, um, if you spend time praying, you know, mm -hmm. during the day or just in a moment during the day to actually physically open your hands, mm -hmm. because obviously it's a cue for a spiritual posture, but Good. I do think physical postures help to bring us into spiritual postures yeah. and, um, that's a really good mm -hmm. one. I mean, that's mm -hmm. really good of just opening your hands, um, even during a prayer for dinner or for whatever, mm -hmm. um, just to, to find yourself with your hands open. It's a cue. Um, you know, am, am I spiritually in that posture? Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Like that. All right. The l second part of chapter three, mm -hmm. you unpacked um, after all means all in, in verse mm -hmm. nine. We talked about um, standing before God, our minds, our wills, our tongues, our relationships. Yeah. Um, is there one of these that needs more attention or do each of us have one that is more of a struggle for us? Do you think when Paul was using the Old Testament to kind of use an example of his closing arguments, like bring us yeah. to the heart of the argument. Yeah. And you talked about our motives are like mm -hmm. you, you went through the whole list. It's there in the second half of that passage. Yeah. But is there one that stands out to you? Is there one or is it each of us struggle with different ones? Mm. I, well, I, I would say when you, and if you go back and look, um, or if you have a, a scriptures open, if you look at 10 through 18, and Suzanne, you point this out, he's quoting from a collection of Psalms mm. and from Isaiah. And it is sort of like a greatest hits. Like these are things that he grew up probably learning, memorizing, mm -hmm. and he's pulling on it. And I think this is really beautiful to, you could, you could read, I could, you could read it really quickly and not recognize what he's doing because the first three chapters are very, are very much sort of point by point. I mean, Paul was an attorney. He knew how to construct mm -hmm. an argument. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very, um, you know, well thought out understanding of brokenness. But when he gets here, he's talking, remember, he's talking to everybody mm -hmm. and he goes for the heart. 
And I think um, it's a good learning for us too of, you know, people oftentimes aren't going to be um, knowledged into the kingdom. Now, knowledge is important um, and under truth is important, but, um, you know, like an intellectual argument is might be a part of it or stimulating or helpful, but Paul knows in his closing argument that he's going for the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, what does this feel like to be mm-hmm. broken? What does it feel like yeah. in your relationships and in, mm-hmm. in your church and your world and your community? Mm-hmm. The one that, t- to answer your question, I'm sure all of them might hit us in a different way, just where we are. The one that stuck out to me is verse 17, um, where he says something to the effect of they they can't find peace. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, even in our world right now, it hit me really hard of, you know, people long for peace, but but we want peace oftentimes on our terms. um, And we don't know how to find peace. And even when you know, back to Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve are banished from the garden um, and different narratives from their family uh, when mistakes were made, mm-hmm. there's a refrain that's repeated of, you know, they couldn't find peace. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find rest. And I think mm-hmm. that's such a word for our world. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, when we get further into Romans, you know, Paul beautifully says, you know, in Romans 5, that mm-hmm. we have peace with God mm-hmm. now. Um mm-hmm. Through, through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one that stuck out to yeah, me is just um, this idea of we long for peace, we want mm-hmm. peace. Oftentimes we want it through our construct, our worldly, you know, mm-hmm. um, way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard someone say, you know, we want the kingdom mm-hmm. without the king. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. the peace of the kingdom of God, but we don't want King Jesus, um, you know, that, that, that brings mm-hmm. that peace. So that's the one that stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, one last question as we go toward, Mm -hmm. um, because we do have to wrap up. We could talk all day. We could talk forever. I would love to. (laughs) But for you, as we talk Mm -hmm. about the bottom line, it was receive. So it's opening our hands. We've talked about that. How does that play out for you in community? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we walk in that with one another? How do you see that play out? I know you're in a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you see that play out in your group? How do we, how, how would you encourage us in that today? Well, I think I would just say, you said it, you know, and if you're listening to this and you're struggling to find community, I would just say it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, and I think for all of us who have found meaningful mm-hmm. community, it's never static. Mm-hmm. It's always cultivating community. Um, communities do have seasons. And so just being aware of that, that just because this group was the group that you would journey with for this season Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're going to be that, you know, I I think this is a broader answer, but I think just to understand community that, you know, you have friends or people that you walk with for a reason, for a season and for life. Mm, And Mm -hmm. we should talk about that sometime Mm -hmm. because I think we we, we get disappointed when someone comes into our life Mm -hmm. and then goes out of our life but re, it may be that they were there for a reason. It may be they're there, there for a season. And then you have a few people mm-hmm. that I think you journey with for life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just start there and say it's worth it. And then um, I don't know that you can un- really understand receiving this way outside of community. Mm. Um, and I would say it's much it's much um, easier, I guess would be the word. There's probably a better adjective for it, um, to give sometimes. To to do to yeah. output, we're mm-hmm. we're all geared towards mm-hmm. output. Absolutely. Than to open up my hands and say, "Could would you just pour into me?" Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I need to, would you just open the scriptures and share with mm-hmm. me and encourage me? That's and good. it's hard to do that. Yeah. So it's you got to you gotta have real friends. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. have, um, or community. You got to be able yeah. to open your hands and, and ask yeah. to receive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I just, I have a, min, a Wednesday morning group and mm-hmm. that's been a place for me to do that. And um, most of the folks are part of our church. Some folks aren't. Mm-hmm. But it's a great place for me to be Chris and mm-hmm. not play a different role other than just so you know a friend, a brother, mm-hmm. a, a friend on the journey, mm-hmm. and we we all need that. Yeah. We do. We yeah. all we we need one another. Mm-hmm. Um, we were designed that way, yeah, and I, I I do would love to sometime explore. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk about the seasons, um, yeah. different types of community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Chris, thanks for being with uh, us today. Really appreciate yeah. you, you being here. Would you close us? Yeah, I'd love to. God, thank you for this chance to share, and I pray for each person who might be watching, listening, that you would remind them today that you see them um, for whatever burdens they might be carrying, confusions, um, disappointments, grief, that you would remind them that you see them. You're the God that sees and knows. And for what we've talked about today, would you remind each of us that it begins with us, that, that that we need your grace. Um, we need your forgiveness. We need your resurrection life. Um, that all of us are under the power of sin left into ourselves. Mm-hmm. But thank you for Jesus that he frees us, that he gives us a way um, to experience life and, and peace, um, that we have peace with God now through mm-hmm. Jesus. So that's my prayer for, for each of us, for, for, um, for every friend who's, who's listening and watching mm-hmm. today, that we would experience that. Mm-hmm fresh and new with an open hand from Jesus. And it's in your name that we ask this. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. Find us where you listen to podcasts or watch on YouTube.